Movies. Hi and welcome to BAMcast, the Badly Awesome Movies Podcast. I'm your host Justin and with me as always is Ben. Hey Ben. Hello, how we going? I'm good, I'm good. What about yourself? Uh, nice sunny day here. I'm in the lounge room recording because there's no kids here. We were on a Sunday afternoon, it was a bit of a different recording time. So I don't, do I sound normal? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, alright, yeah, I'm normally in the bedroom. But uh, I wasn't carting all this stuff around if I didn't need to. Just gotta be careful, I'm in a chair that squeaks, so we'll see how we go. I have to be very still. No dramas. So, COVID update. Yes. You've left the Um, house. You've visited people. (laughs) I have, I have. We were going to record earlier in the week, but... um, it got announced that as of midnight Tuesday, or sorry, 11.59pm Tuesday night, um, we were allowed to start visiting family and friends again. So Wednesday night, when we were scheduled to record, I instead went out and caught up with um, my parents. So we had a nice um, family get-together and um, just caught up for the first time in oh, God knows how long. So you hadn't seen them in person all, in all these months? Um, I had a little bit, um, because they had once or twice been able to do stuff like, um, pick the girls up from school for us or, um, drop something off at the front door. We, we'd seen them, yeah. but, um, that was like a, a five minute, you know, stay away from each other sort of conversation rather than an actual proper get together so you know this time we're able to actually go into their house and have dinner together and spend a couple of hours of quality family time which was was really nice yeah we've been able to do that for a long time yeah i know you <laughs> everything's everything's pretty pretty normal down here so hopefully victoria can stick to that so then i can actually see my girlfriend this year yeah well we've We've been doing pretty well as far as COVID numbers are concerned. We've had... Um, a few zero days. A few zero days, donut days, which are good. Mm. Um, so that's all looking pretty positive. I know in my postcode, um, there are only apparently two active cases in yep. the entire postcode, which is pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, I was able to sort of go out again uh, last night, catch up with another friend and... Um, go have dinner with them and they had um, a couple of people knock on the door for trick or treat but um, we sort of more or less skipped Halloween this year yeah do you, do you guys get many trick or treaters it's uh, not really an Australian thing but no, it, it's happening years, but... It seemed, last year seemed to have dropped off from the year before although nobody does it particularly on my road just because it's not really a residential area like there's a few houses, there's a lot of businesses, and it's like a 2k road before you get to any more houses, really. So there's not much around where I am. But over at the, the ex's place with the kids, like they get a lot of people going over there. Um, I know my kids dressed up and they all did Halloween over there, but yeah, I didn't, didn't see too much stuff around. But uh, a couple of years ago, it seemed to have, like when it was new, people sort of went way deep into yeah. it at the start. And I think maybe Australia's like a little bit burnt out on it already. <laughs> so there's a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we look. I get why people like Halloween. It's it's an awesome idea. You get to dress up in costume. Kids get lollies, candy, whatever, um, and you can have parties and um, watch horror movies and all that sort of stuff. It's a nice nice setup, but it's just something that we haven't traditionally done. So I think a lot of it's just. Um, you know, picked up from American pop culture and and things like that. Um, it's all commercialism, and mate. I've it's all it is. It's yeah, just the supermarkets. Everything's commercial. It's like, oh, that's it's another fine. thing we can make. How come we haven't been doing Halloween? We can make money off this. That's it. Yeah. You know, I, I wish yeah. I could have done it as a kid. I would have been way into mm. Oh, I would have loved to have been able to do it as a kid, but um, it just wasn't wasn't a thing. But, you know, it is what it is. With COVID this year, just, it was really quiet. I Driving to my friend's place and having to drive back to pick up my daughter a bit later on because um, she had something else she was doing earlier in the night. Um, you know, so two return trips, 
didn't see a single person out trick-or-treating as I was driving along, so it was a very quiet night. But uh, they did have a couple of people come to their door. Yeah. So th- there were some people out trick-or-treating, and there were a couple of houses decorated up. But, uh, yeah, I think just being 2020... Yeah. People, people probably aren't going keen out. for strange to that close interaction with strangers, mm. especially over like down here. I think it's a bit of a different story because we've been pretty clear for a while. But you only just like a few days ago had your restrictions lifted, and then like how keen are you? Like yeah, let's have like mingling with uh, strangers. Let's let's not do that just yet. Mm. So. But you can always still watch uh, Halloween themed or horror films. My girlfriend and I watched a whole bunch in the lead up to Halloween and been posting our short reviews on, on Facebook. I've still got two more that need to go up, even though we're in November now, it's the first. So It is. It was a bit it was more miss than hit, I think, with the uh, no, it's about even with the movies that we watched, I think. So some were rewatches, some were first time viewings for us. And what uh what are the two left to go? Because uh, they'll be um presumably done by the time this comes out. Yeah. I've, yeah, my girlfriend sent through her things. I just need to write something up. Um, uh, the Descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never, we've both never seen that before. And then the last one was Apostle, which was released on Netflix last year, which is uh, a bit ambitious, but it was still good. But um, I think they tried to be a bit more heady than they, they, than they achieved. But still good. Fair enough. Yeah. But don't and, watch The uh, Lighthouse. How, how... The Lighthouse sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no redeeming features? That was alright. The, the, if you're really into the performances of Willem Dafoe and Robert Patterson, and you don't care about oh. story, if you just want to see some people act in black and white with a, with a really square um, aspect ratio, it's not full screen okay. or anything. Well, William Dafoe's been known to... Um... Uh, chew the scenery a little yeah, bit. He absolutely so, does. Yeah, absolutely. Which he, is obviously my favourite type of acting. He goes crazy in it. Uh, it, it I don't, it kind of is a Bamcast worthy movie in a way. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely uh, it's bonkers at times. But the story is just like, I couldn't give a fuck really yep. what's going on here. So. Anything been happening on the wrestling front? Well, I had a match. I'm glad you brought it up. I've had, I've, I'm a professional wrestler now. I've been paid to have a wrestling match. Awesome. So. Yes, I've got merch made and everything. I've put in an order for 10 t-shirts with my logo on it. And oh, awesome. You've seen the match. What did you think? It wasn't overly ambitious. It was kept pretty simple, but, you know, there was wrestling yeah. in it. There was, there was. Um, didn't come to a conclusion, though. No, yeah, so the doors opened to, uh, to settle the score. So it was uh, El Hijo de Doomslayer, that's me, against Mike yes. Murphy. And we go about five six minutes, but back and forth. There was. Uh, what did you think of the um, the top rope butt slap? <laughs> 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 that got a good pop. The uh, the uh, I've climbed up on the the top rope. It's like, oh, what's he gonna do? And then I just jump down and just give a huge slap on his ass while he's on the ground. <laughs> and come out there with my chain. I was absolutely shitting myself all day. I could imagine the prep for the day was like you know we get to the building we set up the ring and all the everything gets all done throughout all the production stuff set up and then go home for a couple of hours and then i was right i was completely fine confident all day and then my michael goes out first and then i'm waiting for my music to start and then i was like oh god i felt like i was about to get thrown out of a plane and go skydiving or something like that like I was absolutely terrified and I walk out there and it's just it was like literally 250 people are looking at you like and I was oh God, don't trip over <laughs> don't 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 do anything disastrous and then as soon as like the first uh, you, movies, you did good the first move is done like the headlock takeover and then like right I know what I'm doing now let's just do the match and then hit that last spot where I get angle slammed and then I roll out and I've sort of retreated because Eddie Jones has come out, bloody bastard, and uh, interrupting the match. <laughs> and then uh, then Mike Murphy ends up taking him on after we've already wrestled for a bit. And I'm yep. just like, ah, I've had enough of this. And then I get backstage and I'm like, let's do it again. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, oh man, that was fucking awesome. Let's go do it again now. <laughs> oh, can we get back in? And then, oh, look, I, I, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thanks. And then like after they have their match, I get changed into the ref. I have a really quick celebration, then go put my referee gear on, then go out and referee a couple matches. <laughs> <So> <laughs> right out there after I've already uh, got warmed up of being in front of people. So nice yeah. my um my wrestling viewing for the month basically consisted of your match yeah um i fell into a bit of a um youtube um oh, this rabbit hole andre of, the giant stuff yeah the, the andre the giant slams um because there was a um clip i stumbled across on facebook of um harley race slamming andre the giant and um doing a much better job than hogan did yeah um, and before WrestleMania three, uh, so I fell down a bit of a rabbit hole of that. And then the other thing was um, a guy called Brian Cutler, who um, was in um, one of the indie circuits. Uh, this, this just showed up on my Twitter feed. Um, instead of dropping a bunch of thumbtacks on um, on the mat to slam somebody into, he's um, pulled out a whole bunch of um, Dungeons and Dragons dice oh, okay. and and um, slammed his opponent into them and uh, I'll tell you now a d4 which is like a pyramid shaped little dice is yeah. um, more painful to stand on than, than any bloody Lego you, you yeah. can come across yeah. well fortunately the, the wrestling mat does have some give in it it's, it's a bit it can be a bit squishy and soft depending or uh, well, at least ours is like I was I had a, re- a training match against a girl who's fifteen, and then I was gonna do a spot because I come out with this great big chain. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was like, oh, let's have a match. Uh, we'll get to this spot, and then I was going to bring my chain in, and then it was gonna be a, like I was gonna slam her onto the chain, but then she was gonna slip out and do a move to me where I'd land on yep. the chain. And I, we didn't end up doing it because when you get it out there doing it, you kind of forget everything. <laughs> so <laughs> you got all these plans for all these spots, but then you. Don't know how to get there in the end. Some, well, at least I don't mm. know. Hey, I said to somebody come. like you heard me over, t- over talking about. Oh yeah, and then I'll get slammed on the chain, then you can pin me. And then he's just like shaking his head, it's like oh, <laughs> don't, don't do that, don't do that on the chain, <laughs> especially at training when it's for nothing. Yeah. So next time I'll do that. Next time. Uh, so we didn't uh, expect the promo video to be up on the the TCW page soon as well. Oh, where, cool. Yeah, it might not get used because we we shot a bunch of stuff that's to lead up to the next show. So I'm in the mask and everything, and then we had actual promo photos taken as well because I was a debuting wrestler. We didn't have a photo for me for the last one. Or it's just yep. like two new people, but got photos done now. So it all feels a lot more real now. Nice. Less than it was like it's eleven months now. It was the end of November is when I had when I joined and. It's November 1st now, so pretty quick turnaround considering we had three mm. months where we couldn't train. So, Yeah. Yes. And uh, I'll be, uh, I guess I can say I'm wrestling December 12th, my next match. Mm-hmm. No, no, I can't give any other details just yet because nothing's announced really. So. Nice. And um, gaming-wise, what have you been up to? Had, Anything... I, had I finished Red Dead 2 before? I think you had. Yeah. So I've just been uh, exploring the map, doing all the legendary animal killing hunts and all that. Just a lot of clean up. And then I got to the point where it's like, oh, I'm kind of get this stuff's a real pain in the ass now <laughs> that I was doing. <laughs> so I'm not ready to move on to Horizon Zero Dawn yet, but I've gone into Steamwell Dig 2. Because I hadn't played, okay. hadn't played that one before. So that's, that's my palate cleanser before I get into Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I haven't played much SteamWorld Dig 2, but I did um, play through and complete uh, SteamWorld Heist. Yeah. I had, made yeah, by the yeah. same developers set in a similar sort of setting, and that was um, that was really fun. Yeah. Have you been playing anything else? I've been playing very little. Um, I sort of completed no, no playing... or Fallout, whatever it was? No, no. I, I completed playing Skyrim. I, I managed to make it through, um, I think, last time we recorded, I'd, I'd finished playing Skyrim. And I just haven't found anything that's really locked me in since then. I've, I've sort of... 
had a bit of a go on a couple of games and um, nothing's nothing's really grabbed me. Um, haven't pre-ordered um, the, the new new consoles yet. Um, that'll be you know, six twelve months down the track. I think they come out well just over a week from now. Um, I think around the tenth of November. They're only a couple of days apart, um, but yeah. So around about a week or so, they'll be out. Um, Jeez, I haven't listened to any re- uh, video game podcast for so long. I like didn't realise that the consoles are out this month, <laughs> <laughs> and even so close. Jeez, I'm so out of the loop. That's crazy. Yeah, the the um, the friend I went to visit um, on Halloween, he has pre-ordered and. Um, through Amazon, and they've they've built his credit card, so it's it's very close to, to being shipped. Mm. So uh, he's he's looking forward to that. But um, yeah, it's very close to a new generation. Where you know, next time we record, it'll it'll have been out, and we'll find out what issues come up at launch. I'm sure something will will happen. Which one did you go with again? Xbox. I haven't I haven't ordered either. Um, and and for current gen, well, as of today, current gen, um, I've got both. So I just sort of grab whichever's the the cheaper or the better option. How soon after um, the launch did you two? get those last ones? Were you Ooh, wait a while? It, yeah, it was a, it was a good six to twelve months. Yeah. last time as well. There's um, you know I, I have enough of a backlog that there's no rush to go out and get the the latest and greatest on day one it'd be nice but i just can't justify shelling out hundreds of dollars for for a console when i've still got plenty of stuff to play on the old one hmm. yeah i've yeah i don't need it for probably at least six months and i'll go the the playstation discless yeah one. yeah i i think i'm going to and i think we discussed this last time um I'm going to go for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Discless is probably what I'm going to end up picking up. Um, I'm just not sure which one I'll get first. Yeah. See what games are out, I suppose. Exc- yeah. Exclusives and, and whatnot. But uh, the, the big thing for me is sort of that instant start and um, being able to resume without um, without any dramas because I've got two girls that are both playing video games these days and um, being able to jump in there and, and not have them wreck my game that I'm halfway through playing will, will be a big factor. Oh, that's right. All right. Sorry. Um, that's all right. We uh, should probably move on to... Yeah. Uh, unless you've got something else to discuss. No, just thinking, uh, what else have we been up to lately? I've watched a bunch of horror movies. Have you watched anything of note? Uh, nothing of note. We've been um, my wife and I have been watching Supernatural. Um, that's getting to towards the the second half of the final season, so there's not much left until that's gone forever. And um, oh, actually, we need to talk about cameo. Oh yeah. Um, you had a, within a, and completely unrelated, within a, a day or two of each other, um, I'd organised a cameo for my wife and your girlfriend had organised a cameo for you. Do you want to talk about your one first? Yeah, so she organised a, a cameo from Matt Hardy. <laughs> she knows how much of a Matt Hardy fan I am. And incredibly quick turnaround because she sent it to me, say it was the Monday and I had the re- my wrestling match on the Saturday. Whereas he's like, he goes, I hear it. And last night you had your pro wrestling debut. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> this is a really quick turnaround for this. For somebody that would be getting a fucking lot of them. Mm. Um, go, yeah, it goes on for like three, four minutes or something. And it was just, it was like really cool. And, um, you know. Yeah, and he, and he gave you some, some general advice um, on, you know, just make a lifestyle out of it yeah like and, have, try um, to have something every day that you can relate to to better your wrestling whether it be mm-hmm. you know fitness or watching something yeah that sort of stuff so and, and, uh, and who the hell was your person 
<laughs> so on the 14th of October, my wife and I had our 19th wedding anniversary. Um, we've been talking for a long time about our 20th going to Vegas, but um, I don't know at this Not stage just with yet. COVID yeah. and everything that's going on. I wouldn't um, hold your breath. Yeah. But eventually. But, um, so my wife is a massive fan of the show Supernatural. And um, the guy who plays Lucifer on the show Supernatural um, is on Cameo. And so I got him to um, to say something to her and um, she absolutely loved it. Uh, she, she said it was basically the best present she's ever received. And so I was pretty smug about that. <laughs> Uh, and, I've watched um, like six seasons of Supernatural. I didn't even recognise him. Does he come much later? Okay. Um, he must do. So, uh, but he's in it quite a bit. He's in it for multiple seasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've got. Um, I think Crowley might have been the the biggest bad guy that I got to. Now the the Leviathan season is like I tapped out after that. Yeah, I'm sure he was on before the Leviathans. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he basically plays plays Lucifer in Supernatural and um, uh, had had some good reviews and and I was happy with with the end result. Yeah, uh, you you don't get a lot of space to to give them background. I basically mm. said that um, you know it's our nineteenth wedding anniversary. She's a big fan of Supernatural and uh, and his role in in that as Lucifer and that um, you know. She's struggling a bit with lockdown because of uh, COVID, and uh, that was about all I could really put in the description. And he ran with that, and yeah, much like your Matt Hardy one, it was about three or four minutes. And um, yeah, she was excited. I um, I went on our the morning of our wedding anniversary. I said, "Oh, look, I saw this on YouTube." Have a look at this because she's been watching <laughs> anything and everything supernatural on YouTube because the casts do quite a few little um, bits and pieces that they they post up there. And um, the next thing she she goes, "Hang on, he just said Jane and Justin." And <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> then you had to restart it when she was like figuring out what. Yeah. Like she didn't miss anything? Yeah. And um, I, I think she's watched it about a dozen times at least so um yeah a big big fan of cameo i'd um you know i wouldn't use it regularly but it's a wonderful little gift idea yeah, for, for the right occasion if there's for the right occasion yeah you wouldn't just get somebody for the sake of it but if it's you know for the for the right reason or yeah yeah i've got a friend of mine who is a mad wrestling fanatic um we grew up together through primary school we We'd play wrestling. We'd pretend to be uh, a tag team, and we'd go out every lunchtime where the teachers couldn't see and just have wrestling matches. I I may have put him in hospital at one point, <laughs> um, and and I'll do something with him. With you know, I'll, I'll get a cameo for him for probably his fiftieth or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that'll be just awesome for him. Um, he's the biggest wrestling fanatic I've ever met. Um, yeah, so something like that, absolutely brilliant. Or, um, you know, for if there's someone who likes a particular TV show, um, there's or, or or sports. There's a lot of sports people on there as well. Um, but I went through and had a look for my wife. There were, you know, people from Home and Away. There were people oh, there's from fucking everybody at this point. Oh, you know, she she loves SVU like <laughs> obsessed. With Law and Order SVU to the point of, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting an intervention for her, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was really tempted to get someone from that for her, but um, no, the, the Supernatural was the right call. Hmm. That that worked out really well. My girlfriend said that the Matt Hardy one that yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of room to write stuff in, and then you also mm. had to say if you wanted Matt Hardy or Broken Matt Hardy, where, okay. where it would be fully in character and yeah i would prefer normal matt hardy <laughs> yeah but i do like broken matt hardy a lot but for yeah. a, for a cameo I'd, you know it just seems a bit more personal to mm. 
the real person than to be doing complete nonsense. Yeah. And now it must be time to talk about a movie. I think it is. Yes. So um, we'll go Star Crash for first. our for our main episode, we are talking Star Crash from 1978, not long after Star Wars Episode Four was yes. released. What a um, what a what's that word I'm looking for? How about that? You know, a, <laughs> you know, it's... it's a movie you experience more than watch. I think. Yeah. Our galaxy is split into two warring factions, our own and the one ruled by the evil Count, Zarthan, from the League of the Dark Worlds. The Count has created a weapon, a weapon so vast, so huge, that it would take a whole planet to conceal it. You must sail to the haunted stars. Find the Count's secret planet and destroy it. Okay, well, we've just heard the trailer, probably. I'll, I'll put something in there, hopefully. Um, an outlaw smuggler and her alien companion are recruited by the Emperor of the Galaxy... Jeez, what a... Yeah. To rescue his son and destroy a secret weapon, weapon by the evil Count Zarthan. Alright, uh, directed by Luigi Cosi as Lewis Coates, Americanized name. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a, like an Italian American movie, was it not? Yeah, it, it's um, in the vein of spaghetti western, yeah. but spaghetti um, space but western as a spy fi Yeah, and it comes um, comes crashing in with a four point zero out of ten on IMDb. No, meta, <laughs> no Metacritic here. Now, I think the way that you judge. BAM cast movie quality movies yeah you know what I'm trying to say is yep. how often you take a Snapchat video and send it to people <laughs> and if you do it a lot then it must mean that it's a truly badly awesome movie where it's like can you believe what the fuck I'm watching because I feel like I Snapchatted this entire movie practically <laughs> so it was so bonkers <laughs> I, I have watched this movie two and a half times since we announced that this is what we're going to watch, I um, I watched it pretty much straight after we recorded. I then rewatched it on like just skimming through, so I could take notes about a week ago. And then um, on Halloween Eve, when I was over at my mate's place, and um, I I put it on, and um, and we watched through start to finish together as well. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'll count that as two and a half viewings. I'd never seen it before. Mm. Um, and, mate, this this is a badly awesome movie, if if ever there was a badly awesome movie. Right from the we jump, have, there's, like, oh. the, the worst special effects. Where, you know, Spaceballs, how they take the piss out of Star Wars by having that long shot of the model spaceship come over the screen, where it's, like, just mm-hmm. goes on forever. And that just looks like really crap on purpose, but it, I think they might have been taking the piss out of Star Crash because they—that's <laughs> the—that's the intro to this movie. But it's so obviously just yes. a model. It's like looks so bad, but in a really I, funny I keep, way. Like it was 1978, but I keep thinking that all of the models in this could have just been done on a on a 3D printer. Yeah, no, a 3D printer would be like way better quality. I think. <laughs> So um, yeah, this um, this movie has it all. It's got um, obscure plot lines. It's got random costume changes. It's got actors chewing the scenery. It's got bad special effects. Um, it's got dubbing. It it's got it all. It, some most actors returned to do their own dubbing, didn't they? Because. Some, Most of them did. Yeah, just they didn't want to spend too much money to, to import some people, so they got other people that weren't even actors, I don't think, to... Yep. Like, the main, so the main woman the, was dubbed by somebody else, wasn't it? Yeah, so you had um, Acton, you had the Emperor, you had the Count, and you had Simon, played by, uh, Prince Simon, played by the Hoff, yeah. um, did their own voices. Everybody else was dubbed. Oh, okay, that many people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the main woman, Stella Star, later on in the movie, w- 
like you're coming towards the the end, and her dubbing actress just sounded like she was just like talking like. I've had enough of this. Like, say if they did the dubbing <laughs> in order of the movie, like in a chronological order, like she just wanted to go home because, like, there was. <laughs> uh, did you catch it at all? Where it was just like no effort. She's a uh, blah 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 kind of thing. Oh, like, I, I, I think there was like, pretty much no effort the whole way through. The dubbing was questionable earlier. I'm like, hold on, how much of this is dubbed? <laughs> but then when they did that, it's like fucking hell. You're not even trying at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> space. Cowboy robot man, fucking amazing! Yeah. His like southern accent, it's just. And then when he got blown up about halfway through, I'm like, oh, that was the best character. Then he was like reassembled and came back later. But uh, that yeah, that that dude was amazing. Most obvious yep. man in a suit where it's meant to be a robot, and just the just the movements of somebody like I am pretending to be a robot. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Um. Should I just go through my notes, or do you want to do the sort of the plot details? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do the plot. I, I took quite a few notes for this. Um, <clears throat> so we start with a very Star Wars or even Red Dwarf style intro of just the close up of the model, and it really just, as you said, looked like it was a close up of a model. Uh, <laughs> you have a um, group of, you know space people get attacked by these um bad cgi red bubbles yep yeah that um they that manage to mines or something they? just kill them and you see a couple of um escape shuttles get away yes Star and Wars, um this point, the droids now the i didn't realize this is the first time i watched it but um they were calling them launchers so the escape shuttles were the first, second, and third launch, um, which get meant, gets mentioned throughout the movie. Um, so you've got these three escape pods. The ship blows up after these red bubbles attack it, which makes absolutely no sense when you realise a bit later on that this was all a um, hologram sent to people's minds. But we'll, we'll cover oh. that a bit later the ship apparently crashed into like the atmosphere or something it just like explodes even though it doesn't impact with anything physically yeah it it just blows up for the sake of blowing up um so um after we have that little scene we get the um the introduction of stellar star stellar star and acton who um get captured by thor a green headed a green face painted bald alien and L who is the um, the robot you mentioned earlier um, we also get introduced to Count Zarsan um, the Emperor of the League of, no sorry the Count of the League of Dark Worlds who is the my favourite character I know you love the robot but um, he's just full on scenery chewing overacting um, ridiculousness that I just totally uh, yeah. love. I'm having to click on the images here to, to remember who it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, Celestar and Anton end up getting captured um, and then um, being told that they're the only ones that can um, save the galaxy and um, they then get released and sent on to find out what happened to the spaceship we saw at the start and um, find out what the evil Count's evil plans are and uh, off they go. How about this actor that played Acton? Like, you'd think mm-hmm. that he'd be a recognisable person, but he hasn't done much. He's been in a lot of, like, westerny kind of things. And then, like, the picture of him, Mar- Marjo Gortner or something... Yep. It's like he looks like Chris Christopherson or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he seems to have been someone who should be well known, but yeah, I just didn't recognise him at all. Unless I didn't he was a lot more name. just Italian kind of films. So. Maybe. Hmm. But um, yeah, he's been in a couple of things, but um, yeah, no, nothing that really sort of stood out to me. 
And then, of course, we've uh, got Christopher fucking Plummer in this movie, <laughs> who I didn't even realise he was in this. And then I'm looking at this actor, I'm like, who is this guy? This guy seems like way better than he should, than anybody in this movie should be. <laughs> Unrecognisable. Like, Christopher Plummer's just always been super fucking old in everything I've seen him. Like, I haven't even yep. seen The Sound of Music, which he's in. So mm. I need to watch that at some stage. And, um... Yeah, like he did all his scenes in two days, apparently. He got paid $10,000 a day. And I think he did uh, read in the trivia that he did this movie just so he could get a free trip to Italy. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. No, he, he he wasn't chewing up the scenery like this other dude, but you know, he brought some class to the movie. <laughs> that, <laughs> he that could is. actually act. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Um, and this was before um, the sound of music as well. Was it? I'm pretty. I'm pretty so, sure that'd be like sixties, wouldn't it? Oh, was it? Surely. Hang on, let's have a look. This is 1978, and I feel like that's probably probably like 61 or something. Um, I'm gonna eat my words now. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. 65. There you go. Yeah, Captain Von Trapp. Yeah. Um, so, oh man, where to start with this movie? Um, I, I think we'll go the, um, the, the scene by scene route. Yeah. Um, so you've got the initial, um, sort of capture of Stella Star and Acton, um, where she gets imprisoned on a planet where they have to more or less just dump Big plastic balls into a hole. Yeah, and get... How about this prison <laughs> outfit that she has on? Oh, mate. And she was the only one in that as <laughs> yeah. well. So it's um, like the skimpiest bikini out... Leather, like, black leather thing yeah, you can like imagine. Yeah, it was like black leather shorts, a black leather top, and a couple of straps. I wonder she didn't wear it on the snow planet. <laughs> um, but she was the only one on that prison planet that was actually dressed anything like that. Everyone else was in sort of, you know, jumpsuit rags type, type setup. Um, but she manages to escape and, um, get onto a spaceship only to find that, um, L the robot and Thor, the police captain were the people driving the spaceship and that they, um, had actually come to let her go anyway. So she didn't need to bother to try and escape and have half of her friends killed. And we've got the Star Wars, like, laser guns and stuff as well. Well, the, yes. the effects weren't terrible. They, you know, they have passable for, like, a Star Wars knockoff, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have the weight or the, um, the substance that the ones in Star Wars had, especially the lightsaber, and we'll get to that yeah. later. Um, but, yeah, they were, they were passable for their day. Um, so we have, um, Stella, Stella and Anton, along with, um, L and Thor, um, are sent off by the Emperor to, um, find out what happened to the spaceship that had his son on it and the, um, the Count's secret weapon and, uh, so the first planet they go to, um, they get captured by Amazons. Yes, I've got Amazon fight scene here. Yes. Um, do they do like there's a lot of bunch of like judo chop, you know, sort of Austin Powers <laughs> take the piss out of stuff. Absolutely. Well, I was thinking early James Bond. Yes. Shout but, out um, to Sean Connery. Died yes, yesterday. who who passed yesterday? Um, yeah, karate chops, judo throws, um, a lot of that sort of stuff with the combat. Um, the Amazon Queen. Um, kept saying that she wanted revenge and there was absolutely nothing to tell us what that was about. Yeah. Um, but um, they get captured. She um, gives them a little speech about how um, she'll never find their um, hidden planet because it's protected by two lots of guardians and um, then they they do manage to escape and... The Amazon Queen sends a giant statue, um, which um, you know, green screen it, effect. This giant, yeah, it's it's the um, stop, motion, stop motion Harry Har- Harry Harrison. Thank you, Ray Harry Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. 
Ray Harryhausen. Um, style special effects um, being used with this giant robot attacking her and um, gets shot down by Anton and sorry Acton and um, and his spaceship. So they manage to get us get away from the first planet. Then they go off to the um, the second site looking for this um, spaceship, and it's a ice planet where the temperature drops thousands of degrees at night. And they just uh, fucking lay down the And my bullshit snow. meter, my bullshit meter started going off immediately there. Um, and I did a little Googling, and um, absolute zero, which is um, the lowest possible temperature you can get, is somewhere around negative 450, negative 500 degrees. Celsius? Oh. Yep. yep. Um, and the temperature drops thousands yeah. of degrees. <laughs> um, so I call bullshit. Not not the first time, not the last time. Um, so um, and what, you have... So how come they just lay down in the snow? It's like, well, <laughs> wake me up when uh, someone else gets... Like, did they know yep. somebody was going to come and retrieve them? Or... No. Just the so, chance um, that uh, yeah, well. yeah. So uh, what's happened here is the um, once again the robot and stellar star go on planet, and the other two stay on the ship. Um, and then Thor, the police captain, attacks Anton, Acton, and um, uh, apparently kills him. Uh, so um, he can become the Prince of the Dark League. Um, again, calling bullshit. Because he's going to become a prince when the leader of the the League of Dark Worlds is only a count. Well, so what, what, that, that, what's outranks? A prince? Royalty? Or does oh, a count? Does that yeah, count as a, a, count, a count's not as good as a prince. Sort of goes, you know, king and queen, prince and princess... And then you've got, you know, counts and dukes and duchesses and countesses and all that sort of stuff. So um, becoming the prince doesn't work when the the leader is only a count. Um, So, you know, he could could have become a baron maybe, but um, it doesn't really matter. It it was just another another twing on the... uh, Another beep on the bullshit meter. (laughs) Um... And um, so, yes, Stella and um, and Elle go off exploring on the planet. They come back to find that Thor won't let them back on the ship. And um, the robot decides that he will use his electricity to help keep her in a state of suspended animation. While, um, you know, so she can survive the night. Um in the meantime, Acton isn't actually dead. Um, takes care of Thor. Um, and we have the biggest bloody Mary Sue situation I've ever seen. So, Acton is an alien. He suddenly has superpowers. Yeah, what does he do? He's, he heals or something, doesn't he? Well, let's see. He starts off getting beaten up. Like, like There's a bit of a fight scene between him and Thor. He's losing... Then there's a flash in his eyes of a, a little CGI special effect, and he suddenly becomes much stronger, and he's immune to being shot by laser beams, and then he can reflect laser beams back onto Thor. That's how Thor dies. Um, and then, you know, but no one can survive these deadly rays. Um, then he can use his powers to defrost Stellar Star after she's been thousands of degrees in the negative. Um, and, um, yeah, all this other sort of bullshit. Later on, we find out that he can see into the future. Um, they just chuck powers at him left, right, and and centre. Oh, he's a Jedi, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they get to the um, the third planet... That they uh, they are off to investigate, and this is the one where the red bubbles are the uh, yeah. the red monsters. Now, we we find out in a little while that these are 
psychic projections. They're not actually real. But they still affect the robot. And for no apparent reason, they were able to destroy an entire ship's worth of crew from the, the opening scene, but not kill Acton or Stella. Um, and uh, that's just, again, I'm calling bullshit. There is absolutely no reason why they should have survived that attack. There were, you know, three normal, you know, a robot, which shouldn't have been affected at all, but was anyway, but still lived. There was Acton, who has superpowers, so all right, fair enough, I'll let him go. But there was no reason for Stellar Star to, to survive that attack when, you know, every single person of the entire crew of the previous spaceship was destroyed. Um, they get down to the planet and they manage to get attacked by cavemen or um, troglodytes as they're later called yeah I wrote down a, I wrote down Fallout around this point because I was getting Fallout vibes from something in this movie but I can't quite was there something Fallouty in this movie um, for you not really I've, I mean it was a it was a desolate wasteland with mutated people so yeah. you could you could pull it on that I've also but, written down Futurama because I feel like Futurama must, must have got some ideas from this movie could very well have yeah. Um, anyway, they, um, the, the cavemen or troglodytes managed to, um, absolutely smash the living shit out of L. Um, <laughs> so the robot's been smashed to pieces. Um, but, and then they capture Stellar Star and she gets rescued by a man with laser eyes and a terrible looking horror mask who we find out is, um... Simon, son of the Emperor, and the Hoff. Finally, which is really the most important fucking thing. Fucking finally turns up. <laughs> under a mask. So we're, we're about halfway through the movie at this point. Oh, jeez, I thought it was further than that. It seemed like yeah. he didn't turn up until the very end, nearly. Um, so uh, the Hoff saves Stellar Star, um, takes her to some caves where they sort of get some breathing room, but uh, again get attacked by the um, troglodytes, uh, only to be rescued by Acton again, um, who now, for no apparent reason, is wielding a lightsaber. Was he actually um, holding it, or was it like a ring or something? It seemed No, he was holding it. It had like it's a... So thin, um, then. Oh, the, the laser beam for it was really, really thin. It was like... Um, Double A battery size, I yeah, reckon, yeah. as far as width is concerned, and um, but the actual thing he was holding was was a decent sized hand guard thing that he was holding on to. Um, but uh, they then realised that this is the actual planet that the Count was um, protecting. That was the hidden planet with the the greatest weapon, uh, those those red bubbles. Um, and they find their way downstairs to um, to the computers that are doing the um, the holographic pro- mental projections. And um, as they realise this, the Count comes in and overacts his way through through the whole scene. Um, and we have a couple more Harry oh, Ray Harryhausen um, yeah. style golems. Uh, who are left in the room with the good guys while the um, the Count and his men leave. And you find out that the entire planet is going to get blown up and that the Emperor is on his way to save Simon. Um, uh, Acton grabs his lightsaber and fights the golems, um, dies in the battle, um, but the good guys manage to to escape with the help of the emperor, um, and one of my favourite lines of the movie come up comes up here. Uh, they find out that there's only about forty seconds for them to get off the planet, and the emperor goes, "That's okay. I wouldn't be emperor if I didn't have some powers at my command." And in um, a very very serious voice, he yells out, "Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time." <laughs> And uh, this green ray comes from the um, the battleship 
which uh, is going to stop time for three minutes, giving them enough um, time to escape. Um, from here, the um, the good guys decide that they're going to take the battle to the Count directly while he thinks that they're all dead. Um, and, um, yeah, they, they basically attack his fortress. And... I don't even know how to describe this. The torpedoes. Do you, do you want to have I a go at explaining oh my this? God, I can't remember the torpedoes, right. to be honest. So, so, in addition to the various spaceships that are fighting and, and shooting at the, um, the Count's Fortress and everything like that, they launch these torpedoes. And the torpedoes crash through the window of the spaceship. Okay, crash through the window of a spaceship. Yeah, I still don't remember this. I've got to bring this up and right? watch it in the background. Um, there's no vacuum of space going on here. No. Um, and then out of these torpedoes pop two guys with laser guns. Well, it's basically a torpedo troop carrier. Were they actually in space or was this on... Oh, this was on the this, this was on the pyramid base thing, wasn't it? This was the um, the guy the the count's fortress, which was shaped sort of like a hand. Oh, the hand one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so it yeah, these torpedoes were being shot through. They would smash through the window into the count's base, and then pop open, and a couple of guys with laser guns would stick out and start shooting at the um, the bad guys. Um, and that was just ridiculous to the point of brilliance. Um, the bad guys, however, do, um, end up winning. And, uh, they decide to activate the greatest weapon, the Doom Machine. Um. Sounds like a move that I should do. Yeah, absolutely. You should, you should steal that. The Doom Machine. The Doom Machine. Um, oh, the Legion of Doom had the Doomsday Drop? Doomsday Machine? The, the Doom Slayer Doom. Drop Machine. Doomsday Machine, I think it was. Anyway. Um, Doomsday So device. the good guys now decide that, um, that their final, final last-ditch plan would be the Star Crash, uh, which was basically to take an entire city, an entire floating city, drop it out of hyperspace right in front of them and basically smash it into the Count's um, um, base so that they could um, destroy him. Um, Isn't like the very opening scene of the movie, or one of the opening ones, where they come out of hyperspace and it's like, oh, look, if we come out any later, we would have uh, crashed into that there. So they did... Um, Pretty much. So they did... Um, the, they were right on the, uh, on the border of the Haunted Stars. Yeah. Oh god! I'm um, looking at the end here. Remember they do the dive out. Yeah, they're about to crash. In. Yes. They do the little. Let me just dive into the water kind of thing out the window, and then it's just like the in slow motion, dodgiest thing of them floating through space. Yeah, with almost swimming. Um, the the count is basically screaming through the entire battle. Kill! Kill! Kill them! Kill! Um, yeah, I remember getting very bored by the whole battle at the end it's just like ships like swinging on strings and um, lasers flying everywhere yeah yeah the the battle did go on a little longer than i think it should have um you also find out that um l got rebuilt yeah with the latest uh circuit boards and um he's back in the fray again and uh yeah it, it's once again you have um stellar star and l going off to do the um the main bit of work and they um they pilot the um floating city through hyperspace drop it off right in front of the count's fortress jump out the window with a um slow motion dive and um swims th swim through space until uh simon can pick them up and uh yeah the floating city smashes into does a star crash into the count's fortress and blows him up um, 
And then you have a small um, soliloquy from the Emperor saying, um, yeah, we have a small period of peace, but I'm sure someone bad will come again somewhere. Sequel baby. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and also in that final scene, there was a bit of a um, costume stuff up because uh, Stella Star was wearing a cape, which kept reappearing and disappearing over a couple of scenes oh, yeah. as well. I'm seeing it here, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was Star Crash. It was indeed. <laughs> it's kind of sucky that David Hasselhoff comes in and gets the glory after Acton bit the dust, doesn't it? Whereas, yeah, yeah. And they've the, both got the it, same hairstyle, which is ridiculous. And they've both got the makeup on. But he's the Hoff. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he should have been Acton <laughs> from the beginning. They should have combined the characters or something. I just um, yeah, yeah. And I, I found some interesting trivia about what that Christopher Plummer said here. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Plummer admitted that he did the film so he could visit Italy for free. In an interview, he said, "Give me Rome any day. I'll do porno in Rome as long as I can get to Rome. <laughs> getting to Rome was the greatest thing that ever happened." in that for me (laughs) I'll do porno in Rome (laughs) what a legend Um, anything else you want to add looking at my notes here anything I missed giant robot thing robot fucked up lost interest towards the end Stella's dub got really bad yeah no got everything pretty well covered I think that that final space fight was just them um, filling in time. I think just with so many ships and doing the laser, like when they relied on the models and not the actors being hammy as fuck, then um, it sort of uh, lost me a little bit. But overall, really enjoyed this movie. Mm. Just because uh, I think they would like they were genuinely trying to make this good this movie as good as possible, and it failed so much. That was hilarious. Instead of like, you know, movies that come out these days where it's like, oh, let's make a bad movie, and it's just fucking boring. Whereas this is, yeah. this is not boring. This is hilarious. Where you know, Snapchatting yeah. the entire movie is like, look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> Apparently, there was a dinosaur sequence that got filmed, um, but they didn't make it into the movie. I would have loved yes, to have seen yes. them at dinosaurs. So that must have been on the the third planet or whatever with the the troglodyte. Surely that would be where that is. You think? Maybe or uh, maybe or the, the um. No, I would have thought the Amazon planet because their oh, horses looked sort of dinosaurish. Yeah, true. But um, yeah. Look, I I had an absolute blast watching this. This is exactly the sort of film I love to watch for um for Bamcast. Yeah. Um, this delivered this one. I'm glad you picked, picked it. Yeah, and uh, I, I'd been seeing it on um, uh, just just whenever I jump onto Amazon Prime, yeah, it'd show up on my potential stuff to watch list, and I'm like, yeah, I really need to watch this at some point. So so I'm glad I got to watch this. Uh, shall we do a um, score? Yes. All right. So, our um, standard scoring system on a scale of 1 to 9. Movies that are a 1 through to 3 have uh, basically no redeeming value at all. Uh, 4, 5, or 6 is um, a regular, ordinary movie, uh, no matter how good it is. So, your Oscar award-winning films, um, your classic movies, your um, blockbusters, all fit in a range of... um, Five, six, uh, four, five, or six, and then movies that are so bad that they're fun to watch are our coveted uh, seven through to nine. Where will you rate this? Uh, I feel like it's a nine. <laughs> it's a nine out of nine. <laughs> I feel like it just uh, the movies that we pick. They're not going to get. They're not going to tick all those boxes as much as this movie does. I think. And I feel like this is you know I've given one nine before probably. Look, I, I, I can't disagree with you. It had bad acting. It had terrible plot lines. It had um, dodgy special effects. It had stop-motion animation. It 
was not only were the special effects dodgy, chewing. but the things that they're portraying was fucking wild as anything. That oh, it made no sense for the um, Amazon Queen to have a giant robot um, that for whatever reason the golems were completely pointless um but it was just so much fun to see him in action and the, like did you notice how the amazon queen just had like cctv around the islands like how are you watching this thing on your screen that it's like you're seeing it from the point of view of that little shuttle that they landed in or whatever it's like how mm. how are you you had a how are you accessing this camera and watching it and seeing oh these people have landed on the island or oh, are they friendly let's go round them up yeah, I, I still want to know what she wanted revenge for. Because she kept saying, get my revenge, or finally I'll have my might revenge. Might have need the dinosaurs like, scene for that. Yeah, maybe. So, um, any feedback for this movie? We had a little. Oh, okay. Um, we had uh, Kevney, uh, who has uh, said, I love Star Crash. The more I see it, the more insane it gets. Once I stopped and thought, just when did Carolyn Munro nip off to change her outfit? So many top classic names, it's a bonafide classic. Uh, we also had uh, Morty71, Andrew uh, Andrew K, who is the guy I caught up with on Halloween and, um, and made him watch it. <laughs> um, Star Crash, what can I say? 92 minutes of B-grade effects with so pouring acting the villain kill, kill, kill in the climax. Um, the actor's not worried about the situations and the Silver Guard's being sent out only to be with the villain in the end. LOL was a woeful movie score of two. Um, I totally disagree that, with a score of two. That's probably a, on a scale of what? That's that's not the Plan 9 scale, surely. That's not the plan I was going. That's a, that's a regular scale of one to ten. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, I would like to see what he gives a one. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that's my mate Andrew, who um, I forced to watch this movie yesterday. Um, yeah, that was it for the comments for for Star Crash. Alright then. So Alright, well I believe that is everything for this episode. We will be back in uh, a couple of weeks with our bonus episode where we'll we will be reviewing Battle Beyond the Stars. Can't guarantee this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a bonus episode. Yeah. Alright then. Uh we'll Alrighty. talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh should we uh just say what the n- next month's movies are gonna be? Yeah, I'm I'm curious to find Seems out. Seems apparently you get to choose two mo- two movies, so I've picked two. Yeah. Now I wanted to do Fanat- the fanatic, which is the absolutely crazy, dumb John Travolta thriller that came out last last year. But that's not uh, streaming. Like you got to pay to rent that one, so we're not going to do the fanatic. Yep. But um, John Travolta puts out a lot of movies, and a lot of movies nobody's seen, especially in the last ten years or so. But he put out three movies last year, and uh, one of them that is on Amazon Prime is called The Poison Rose. So it's an American Poison thriller Rose. starring John Travolta and Morgan Freeman, and that has a very low score. And we're going to do John, it's going to be a Travolting month with uh, <laughs> Speed Kills, which is a 2018 American Puerto Rican crime drama film directed by Jody Scurfield. Starring John Travolta, and um, this is like a, a drug runner movie thing that gets in over his head, apparently. So, okay. both of these movies have a terrible score, which I don't have in front of me. Have you looked them up just yet? Just having a look now, um, The Poison Rose has a 4.7. Yep. Um, and looking at the cast. Um, Brendan Fraser. Oh, Brendan Fraser yeah, does also... movies still? Famke Jansen? Robert Patrick? Yeah. I don't know who this Ella Morgan Blue... Freeman. Oh, Ella Blue Travolta is. So Travolta's got one of his own kids in it. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's, there's some decent actors in here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Something about Forrest Whitaker. Oh, no, he's not actually in it. And, um, 
Speed kills looks like it's gonna be more fun. This has um, Jennifer Esposito. Definitely, yep, seen her and stuff. Michael Weston. No, that's not who I think it was. Um, James Ramar. He's very much a um, Bamcast worthy kind of dude. Mm hmm. Matthew Modine. God. Yeah. He's killing stuff. Tom Sizemore. James Ramar. So we could. Uh, yeah. This film has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, now that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Um, I've been speaking of John Travolta. I've been um, eyeing off watching um, oh, what movie was this? It? Has a four Battlefield 2. Earth. This has a four point two. Yeah, I've I've been eyeing off Battlefield Earth as a um, potential Bamcast movie for a while, but it's just not on streaming anywhere. Yeah, I just I've seen it before, and I just remember it being incredibly boring. So I don't know how much fun it would be to. Okay, I feel like every podcast has probably the two point five out of ten for Battlefield Earth. Yeah. That's just phone um, just for the fun shits and giggles though. Yeah. And that's got Forrest Whitaker in it. Yes. Um I might just have to watch that for my own sake at some point. Yeah. Alright, so it's a John Travolting month next month. Yep. I'm looking forward oh, to I that. like that pun. <laughs> Alright, well we will catch you in two weeks yeah. for Battle Beyond the Stars. Before we start our travolting month. Yes. All right. Bye. Alrighty. Bye.